You're listening to KZOM, Oleander Public Radio. A couple miles outside of town, everyone, there's a goat farm. And on that goat farm is Dave's underground bunker. And there, he has shenanigans. Join Dave for Dave's Underground Coach Shenanigans, where Dave talks about comic books and explores his underground base. Here's Dave. Welcome back. You are listening to Radio Free Oleander. And just remember, Paint It Black has a discount. Buy one black paint, and it's get a second one half off. Now, I am really excited about our interview today. And we're going to have, I'm going to let her uh, sort of introduce herself, but this is uh, Natalie Pinter, right? Is that, did I mispronounce your name? No, that's right. Natalie Pinter. Uh, I am, I am famous for mispronouncing names that I've read and not actually heard, but she is a, a fantasy author. But look, Natalie, why don't you tell a little bit, of, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I was a bookseller for many, many years, and um, I was always writing, um, and eventually I got to the point where I wanted to start sharing my work. I felt like my work was getting to the point where it was palatable, <laughs> and um, I got some, I got kind of got lucky, met some great critique partners, and um really went headlong into my novel that I'd been kind of tinkering with for a while. And um, I finished it, and then I um, I managed to get it published through a small traditional press, and it's a dark contemporary fairy tale is the way I describe it. So, and, and that and came out in October. The, the Fragile Keepers? Yes. Oh, cool, and it, and it came out October. Now, I've actually ordered a copy. It hasn't arrived yet. But if other people were interested oh, in getting a copy, where would they be? Able, where would they be able to get it? Um, you could get it direct from the publisher, which is Sunbury Press. They're a small press based out of Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, you can get it through them, and then you can also get it through Amazon. It's um, on in, available in Kindle and in paperback, and I believe it's free on Kindle Unlimited. And um, it's also available through most online book retailers. So I think like Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, and also bookshop.com is great if you're trying to support like indie bookstores. A lot of times um, you can go to bookshop.com, find a bookstore near you and have them order um, the book if they want to do it that way. Oh, excellent, excellent. Hey, you know, I know a lot of people who, who use the Kindle, especially, you know, that maybe they're waiting at a doctor's appointment or something. But to me, especially fantasy, it's, I got to smell the book, if that makes any sense to anybody out there listening. You know, that's just part of it, especially when it's fantasy. I want that tactile experience. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way with fantasy books. I, I know what you mean. <laughs> so so what, what are, uh, you know, we're celebrating here, uh, you know, our favorite fantasy this month it's, it's fantastic february so what are some of your favorite uh fantasy uh books or movies or tv shows uh i'm gonna have a lot and um, i'm really kind of especially partial to 
slightly more literary fantasy. So I, I don't know if you've heard of like John Crowley's work. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of Neil Gaiman, Elizabeth Hand. Yeah. Uh, some of those are some of my um, Graham Joyce, especially. Um, he's probably one of my favorite authors. Um, so I kind of like that more um, almost magic realism, um, mythic based a lot of times, uh, weird fiction sort of that more literary fantasy. But I, I do also enjoy like, you know, Robin Hobb and Game of Thrones and, you know, stuff like that. too. So. Sure. And, you know, I, I'm as big a geek as anyone, you know, I thrilled, you know, when I saw Lord of the Rings, you know, on full screen and, but yeah. to me, you know, reading it, no matter how great a producer, great special effects, fantasy, I love watching fantasy, sure, especially if I want to just have a break. But to me, I love reading fantasy because I love the, the world that I make. Yeah. The, in my mind, and, and I, I bet that's a part of like a lot with you. You know, you get to you get to control that fantasy that you're reading about. Yeah, and it's and as close as they can get. Sometimes they get it pretty spot on. It's never exactly like it is in your head, you know. <laughs> of course, of course, and, and when it's close, I thought, see, I was right all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of neat. What, what now? What? Yeah, what 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 specific fantasy um, uh, influenced uh, the Fragile Keepers? Um, well, it's a fantasy based on fairy folklore and fairy mythology, so probably mostly different fairy tales and fairy stories. Um, definitely, uh, Little Big by John Crowley is a big. Uh, probably one of my favorite books and then um the works of graham joyce uh the brothers grimm old school uh, fairy tales um the, the, the pure source yeah kind of i mean I, I you know i love um peter beagle um so i i, I don't know if there's one particular book that made a difference Certainly, the art, a lot of fantasy art, too, has kind of gone into my brain. So, like, you know, I have so many of the Brian Froud books and a lot of just the an accumulation of different sources, I think, kind of made me very passionate about the subject. So, you know, then I dug into a lot of folklore in order to write the story. Okay, excellent. So, so we would say, though, that uh, definitely it's based on um, sort of the folk traditions and folklore? Mm-hmm. I mean, I take a lot of liberties, definitely, and I bring it into a modern setting, and I extrapolate a lot. But, um, but yeah, it's inspired by a lot of folklore. The, the truth is, you, know, you, you have me at fairies. I, I love the idea of fairies. In fact, you, you know, I, I live on a farm. I absolutely wish that some of those, you know, benign fairies, is that if you treat them well, they'll help you, you know. Yeah. I would love... If there was something fantasy that was real in this world, I would love to be able to leave out like a bunch of sugar-coated graham crackers and then come <laughs> and find all my goats milked. You know, if you had a choice, if any fantastic thing could just become real, what what would you choose? I uh, probably the same, the same, and well, also I, I think 
portal portals are fascinating to me. I love the idea of entering another world and you know and other landscapes and other places and you know that that's so that causes such a longing in people I think for for another world to be there and for an entrance to oh, another I, world. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and I was thinking, you know, you know, I think because I think, you know, fairies and, and house spirits and elves, you know, they come to us. But, you know, I didn't even realize, think about, it. yeah, wouldn't it be nice to come to their place to see, you know, the, 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 the fae worlds or. Yeah, yeah. It's, um... I, I, I love that answer. Yeah, and I, I have a lot of, you know, imaginings of what, you know, what those places could look like or feel like. And I don't know. It's just, it's fun to think about, definitely. Sure. I, you know, I, I so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out real quick. Have you ever been to Portland, Oregon? I have not, actually. <laughs> I actually, I lived in California for several years and I never made it up there. I have friends there and I just never got up there, though. It always seems like a really so cool it, place. So, so in the middle of Portland, Oregon, is hidden a 3D comic book. It's a bunch of statues and sculptures, and it's called The Green Man. And if you don't really know what experience it, you think, oh, that's an interesting story. It's got a lot of to read. But if you walk down the street, it turns out it's an actually in a certain direction. You read it. It's a comic book. Oh, and that's so in cool. this story, it, it's so Portland. You know, and in this story, the green man shoots you, the reader, with this arrow. And it's a magic arrow. And so now you see all the plants and you see all the butterflies. And it's on, for those of you who might be up in Portland, Oregon, it's on uh, Coach Street by, uh, the, um, by the arcade and right next to, um, oh, uh, it's been so long because of COVID that I've been up there, but it's right by uh, Burning Planet Comics. And you just walk through it and it encourages you to imagine this different magical Portland. And when you were talking about that, I kind of got that thought, you know, so, so I'm going to throw a trick question out for you. If you got hit by a magical arrow and all of a sudden you could see the, the magic in in your city or someplace, what do you think you would see? Hmm. Where I'm at now is the panhandle of Florida. <laughs> um, oh. It's, a, it's actually a really, from a nature perspective, it's really cool here. There's, there's um, so many butterflies and at weird mm. times of years. Um, and there's so many insects and spiders and dragonflies and just all kinds of. Um, so I feel like I don't know, more, maybe more of that, or maybe those would turn into something else. Um, oh, I don't, I don't know. But there's a yeah. lot of little winged yeah. creatures, a lot of little bugs and things, and um, there's springs. And I like to think. I mean, we went. I don't know. Sorry several months ago when it was warmer we went to some springs and um it, it it was so beautiful and it definitely looked like the kind of place where there could be like some undines or you know naiads or oh yeah tropical little water fairy creatures you know sure sure you know and when you're talking it, it dawned on me you know 
it, it, it kind of makes sense that you know that, that pixies and fairies have butterfly wings because when you were saying that it, it, it came on me that you know butterflies are the closest thing we have in our world as to to to, to fairies yeah they are yeah they're definitely very um very similar they're um and i think i think dragonflies to dragonflies moth certain kinds of um even though i don't know if you've seen those like really crazy looking um types of mantises that look like flowers i don't know if you've ever seen that yes those are, yes there's some weird a lot of weird definitely insects are are very fairy like which is Absolutely. kind of goes with fairies because they are kind of creepy too <laughs> you know they're, they can be pretty Absolutely. You got my mind going. You know, I wonder if I wonder if if, if bugs and insects were sort of the inspirations to some of the original fairy stories. You really got me thinking on that one. Yeah, they might be. I mean, I think that there's many different um, aspects, and other animals are associated with fairies. Definitely, like black dogs are, and um, I think rabbits, and you know, there's different animals that are kind of considered sure. um, patrons of the fairies or even fairies themselves but definitely i think insects are are in there somewhere too yeah so i've really enjoyed this but we're running out of time but i, I got one last question for you um mm-hmm. i think we can all agree to some degree last year was, was kind of difficult and we're all kind of looking forward you know something better this year so is there any fantasy or literature that's coming out this year or movie or something that you're excited about for 2021 um not one specific thing just um you know i've got a tbr pile that's i'm always excited to get into um i've got a lot of books lined up and um i'm looking at forward I, I hope there's a new season of carnival row i don't know if there if there is going to be but i, I did enjoy that show and i would imagine the new season would come out soon and that's um definitely a fun fantasy um show i was i'm really bummed that they didn't have another season of the the new dark crystal that was i yeah. i loved that that was so that that would have yeah. been what i was most looking forward to but I think they stopped after one season. Yeah, and I think you're right. I'm not sure, but I think you're right. But yeah, no, you know, if 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 something could make me feel the way I was when I was what 12, watching The Dark Crystal for the first time, you know, that's what I need for 2021. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yeah. A sense of wonder, something to you know, to give you a sense of wonder again and hope and excitement at the new and the and the intriguing and yeah and, and it's so easy and not to bum my audience here but it's so easy sometimes in reality just not to have faith in anything and not to be excited and i think that's why fantasy's been along been around so long and why it's so important to, to celebrate it yeah, it sustains you, I think. It really it has for me at points in my life, for sure. Well, thank you so much, and we appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like to share or any maybe project that you can maybe give us a, a little glimpse to? Um, 
I'm working on something new, but it's still kind of too new to talk about. But it definitely would involve the the, the portal fantasy idea that I was kind of talking about. So. Well, will you just give us a uh, give us a message when you're getting closer and you're willing to talk, and we would absolutely want to have you on the show uh, when you're ready to, to share your new projects. Thank you so much. This was fun. Well, thank you. And again, the name of that book is The Fragile Keepers, mm-hmm. and you can pretty much order it anywhere online. Yep. All right. And next, we're going to go to the goat report. Spoiler. Goats are hungry. 